Welcome to the Connections and Comet podcast, where we share tips, recommendations, and best practices on how to become a successful Comet team member. For our third episode today, we will be talking with Stephen Betza about how community health clinics and universities can help you make plans. Stephen is our District Manager for West Virginia, Western Pennsylvania, and Western New York, and has been with Comet a little over two and a half years. Without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Stephen, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. First time uh, guest, long time listener, so happy to be here. (laughs) All right, so let's start out with this. Um, Are you currently visiting uh, community health clinics and universities in person, or how are you contacting them? Yeah, so right now things are a little tricky, Um, more so for universities. It seems like they're taking extra precautions to keep the faculty and students and uh, their clients safe. So schools have been a little harder to get into um, in person. So I've been relying on email and phone calls to stay in touch with the schools that I'm working with today. My community health clinics seem to be a little more open to basically just treating it like a cold call. Um, So any opportunity I have to just walk into a CHC, I'm doing that and treating it just like it's any other retail account. Okay. And um, for the universities, and you said you're mostly just uh, emailing and that type of thing, or calling on them, how are you finding that right person to contact in in universities? Yeah, so I know specifically for Pitt, um, which is one that Mike and I have been working on since pre-COVID, it's honestly as easy as a Google search. If you search any department within Pitt, um, usually their contacts info there. Um, I like to leverage any relationship I have that if I'm working with one department and I get a new contact in another department, um, I never shy away from asking if they have their contact info to share with us as well Um, and I I think just with the way things have gone the past year the emails are being a little they're a little more perceptive to emails because um, they're not seeing as many people in person so if I ask for an in-person meeting and it doesn't go as planned I let them know that myself and Mike are happy to jump on a virtual call um, which isn't abnormal anymore. And I understand it may be intimidating to call on these types of accounts. Can you tell me a little bit about how you go about it? Do you have a strategy, a pre-approach? Yeah, so starting off, I know I shied away from walking into any sort of institutional account um, until Mike came and co-traveled with me. I wasn't sure where to even start, you know, with a university, you walk in, there's a dozen different departments there's different floors you have no idea how to navigate it um the only strategy is is to get uncomfortable and make sure you're showing up um after i went in the first time it was honestly just like going to a building that has several offices in that building um you walk in to any department introduce yourself as the rep if you work with a department say you work with so and so you know on the second floor um it's honestly just like working any other retail account. You want to find the right person who's going to make a decision. You want to make sure you're being seen by all the departments because the more face time you get, um, the more comfortable they are with you showing up the next time. Um, 
so it's it's really just letting that fear go and treating it like any other account. And the same thing goes for a community health clinic. Um, they they might try to intimidate you out of there by saying that they're in a contract or there are certain stipulations that you have to have. Same thing with a VA. You know, you have to have a VA government contract in place. But Comet has all these things preset for us. You know, we work with how many VAs across the U.S. and all these universities. So we're more than well equipped to deal with these accounts. Um, and I think it's just up to the DM to show up like you're supposed to be there, know that we can help them. Um, and I think that intimidation goes away pretty quick. So when you go to into one of these CHCs and they mention that they already have a contract, what is your response to that? Do you drop material for them? Yeah, I mean, that's honestly the first no in any account is never really a no. Um, a lot of times they'll say they're in a contract, um, but what they don't tell you is that there's usually leniency to buy elsewhere, just like a retail account can say that they're buying from a distributor because they get discounts. Um, if we're competitive on cost or if we could show the value, there's very few times that we're going to be actually locked out for um, X amount of months or years. So if somebody says they're in a contract, um, I usually try to ask where the burrs are coming from or whatever product we're talking about um, to see if they truly are in a contract. And if so, I mean, these accounts take time, school specifically. Um, you know, it's a lot longer of a sales cycle. So I don't let anything scare me when they're talking about contracts because that just gives you more time to plan until that contract's over to get all of our ducks in a row on our end, um, figure out what we need to have ready for them when that contract does expire and go from there. That makes sense. Um, and you mentioned that it's a little bit longer of a normal sales cycle. How long is that sales cycle and how many times do you think that you um, visit that university or CHC during the sales cycle? Yeah, so schools, um, I've been working with a couple departments in Pitt since pre-COVID. Now, without a pandemic, it's hard to say how long that sales cycle is. Um, typically, from what I'm hearing from these schools, is they they have to take any changes or uh, potential changes that they're going to present to their group to some sort of board meeting to say, here's what we want to change to. If it's going to save them money, they'll show the cost savings. If it's going to add value or if it's something beneficial to the students in that program, um, it usually has to go to some sort of board meeting for approval. Um, so the sales cycle for a school is much longer than you'll see in like a CHC or a retail account specifically. Um, I don't know if there's a certain time frame or a number of touches. I've sent countless emails, countless phone calls. When I was allowed to walk into the school, I was going there at least once a month. And I think that's what you need to do in order to get any real uh, movement forward on an account like that is just keep showing up, be persistent um, without, you know, being too aggressive or in their face about anything. Um, in community health clinics, I've walked in and out with, um, you know, the director of the dental department's email got a meeting and then the next time I met with them it was you know two meetings in a sale and there's other ones where it's been over a year of emails back and forth saying they're interested 
um, but we haven't been able to close them yet. So again, I think it's different for each account, but you never know that one time that you do reach out that you're going to get the order. So it's all about just showing up. All right. And when you are able to talk with someone um, from the university or the CHC, are there any type of specific products that are your go-to or that these type of accounts seem to be um, most interested in? Um, I guess that for schools, it depends on what um, department I'm in, um, whether I'm talking to Prosto or Endo, you know, that's kind of driven by whatever department I'm in. And for CHCs, I treat it just like a retail account. Um, we have competitive pricing and I don't like to lead with price usually, but um, if you can kind of walk them in the direction of what you sell in volume to retail accounts, like I love showing our finishing carbide series because I know they're going to be using those. Um, I like to show operative diamonds because we can pitch those in volume as well. Um, so it's it's basically just like walking into a retail account, but I like to push volume on on these specific ones. And why do you think that these type of accounts are so important in helping you make plan? Yeah, so it, it, it can get a little overwhelming or a little frustrating. I know personally when you're having a conversation for 12 plus months and it feels like you're getting strung along at some point, you know, you're not seeing the benefit, it, it's easy to get lost and just um, kind of taper off your your cycle of touching base with them, whether it's in person or uh, virtually or phone calls. But the benefit to showing up and staying on these accounts is once you get them locked into you, it's money that is going to come in when you're least expecting it, or it's something you can rely on that, you know, you're going to get X amount of dollars from them per month or per quarter. Um, so it may be a long sales cycle. It may be more hours of work than you'd like to put into it. Um, but I think the benefit of having them on Comet's product, keeping them locked in, and you know, you got to continue to show up afterwards and make sure you're there to support whatever they need from you. Um, I think it's invaluable just from a residual sales side. That makes sense. Um, so what do you think it is, uh, that you do that, um, has given you some success getting into these universities specifically with Pitt? Yeah, I, I honestly think it's just showing up. I, I know it sounds simple, but like I said, when, when I started off, I wasn't showing up the once a month. Um, I wasn't networking within the school i wasn't prospecting the account hard just because you see it as one whole overwhelming account that's impossible to break down um same with the community health clinic side these are accounts that you pass up if they weren't a previous buyer when you're starting off and you're trying to learn your route um, i mean these accounts are everywhere hidden in plain sight and it's so easy just to drive by them um, and not think twice about stopping in for a cold call or trying to figure out who you need to talk to. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of the competitors we're going up against, they get comfortable. It's just reorders for them that they're getting over the phone or, you know, if they were furloughed this year, now is a perfect time to go introduce yourself to these accounts that haven't seen a rep in 12 months. Um, just showing up and 
showing them that you can bring value to their practice, whether that's through being their single point of contact, showing them a new bird that they haven't seen yet. Um, I think just showing up and being there for an account is going to create a ton of success for people, you know, from now moving forward. And after you get um, that first sale from them, or maybe even a few after that, what's your strategy with keeping them as a customer? Yeah, I like to wait um, usually about a week or two from when they have the product. So I know it's in their hands, but I know that they haven't ran out and it's been months since they used it. Um, most recently, our my latest community health clinic, um, I made sure to walk in and touch base after their first order because they had some concerns about a burr that they were using that they tried of ours. So the biggest thing is keeping Comet fresh in their head because anybody could buy one time. It's not a conversion if you're not seeing, you know, those continued reorders or if you're not growing that account. So I like to wait until I know they have the product, give it a couple days to a week um, to make sure that they were able to use it. And then just a quick follow up. How'd you like it? Do you need more? Um, you know, whatever it takes to get that second order in. And what do you think your biggest piece of advice you would give to our other DMs um, that would help them be successful in getting into ACHC? Um, I think just making sure they're on a regular part of your call, call cycle. Um, it's super easy just to get into a rut of going to your hot spots where you have buyers or going to where you're comfortable, where people know you. Um, it's crucial to keep mixing up your routes and your daily call cycle or your monthly call cycle. Um, there's always new accounts to be had. Uh, I think it could be discouraging for people if you walk in once and somebody's rude or you don't get an order, you don't get a name. Um, you know, I guarantee if you walk in a month later, they're not going to remember you for being honest. So I never shy away from showing up, even if they said there's no interest the first time. And I think the, the FaceTime and like I said, showing up, showing value, um, and just being there for an account right now is more important than it ever has been. And what about for universities? Yeah, same deal. Um, universities, you need to basically hold their hand to keep them moving forward. Um, it's a big change, you know, especially if they've been buying from the same vendor for years, if they have a good price in place, um, if they've known that rep for years, it's way harder for a conversion at a school than it is a retail account. You know, you can um, pitch something on the spot and get a sale on a retail account, but with universities, I think if you have any traction, you need to be in constant communication. Um, like I said, I was going in once a month. Mike and I were putting quotes together. We were presenting different options for pre and post um, grad, undergrad. Um, basically, every every aspect of the school where we were presenting um, quotes and different items to. And if it wasn't a follow up once every couple weeks, you can fall off so quickly and all your progress can get thrown out. So I just think being persistent, um, follow up is key and yeah, just keep showing up.
All right. Is there anything else that you would like to add or mention? No, um, I think everybody should make these a part of the call cycle and put in the time now. So hopefully down the road that pays off for them. Great. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for joining the podcast and sharing your insights on how to take advantage of CHC and university accounts. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.